This is Deserter. The podcast that says, why not reduce your carbon footprint by doing fuck all? <laughs> and today we find ourselves recording live at the Shirker's Rest in New Cross, ahead of an afternoon of doing just that, uh, with friends old and new. Make some noise, New Cross! <laughs> Uh, for, yeah, for today is the occasion of the Deserter Summer Social. Uh, by the way, apologies for not mentioning it in the last podcast, but we didn't know we were going to do it. We didn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Slackers United today, where folk gather to chat, listen to the podcast, and mostly get a free beer, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in today's packed show, we have a little bit of what we've been up to, followed by all the news in a section we call The News, plus crisps, sharks, octopuses and napping. Yep, we have comedian, author and brewer James Dowdwell joining us to talk through his desert island crisps. And then is the interval, thank God. After which, we have all the other stuff. Will that do? I think that's about it. Yeah. What have you been up to, mate? Well, I, I, I've been to a few gigs. I've been to an album launch right oh. here. Oh, yeah. Mr Chillout. Yeah, uh, that was my album. That was I your album. Chill out. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much for coming. Uh, we did it right here. I had a nice uh, afternoon launch. Um, thank you very much to Meg and uh, Mrs. Raider and Chris for Pete. playing with me uh, and making it look interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a great cracking day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great fun. And I, and then people were like, um, they get a bit annoyed by it. They're like, uh, I thought you were saying that you actually invented Chill Out <laughs> uh, <laughs> until I realised it was just the name of one of the tracks on the album. I'm like, no. I did actually invent Chill Out. <laughs> oh. And they back off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great to hear Lockton singing live and uh, seeing Chris and uh, Meg uh, playing flute and guitar. Uh, into playing. I yeah. mean, you don't see that a lot. Not, no, not, in, not in Chill Out. <laughs> uh, were you actually doing anything over there? You were in, what were you doing? I was everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, you had a laptop or something, didn't you? And do you I had a little you... mini keyboard. Oh, did you? A little black eye keyboard. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad about that. I thought Thank I you. thought you were like sending emails or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was fearing a kind of Milli Vanilli type scandal. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot done in the hour, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I went. I've been to see some other old boys. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, went to see Iggy Pop at uh, Crystal Palace Park because uh, you know I've got my finger on the pulse of the the, the young bands, uh, and it, it was great. You know, it sh uh, as uh, one of the reviews said, you know, it should be pathetic. It should be ridiculous. It's a man nearly eighty doing exactly what he was doing when he was around twenty, but he pulls it off. It was great, and. Did he invent punk? I mean, he might have done. He's, he's up there, isn't um, he? I mean, really, yeah. It sounds like it. The set sounded like Um And I went to see uh, Alabama 3 in Br at Brixton Jam. Uh, they did invent uh, Country Acid House. <laughs> <laughs> I thank God for that. <laughs> um, they were also very good. It's the first time I've heard an act thank the bar staff in the set twice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They were friends of Mally's, by the way. That, that's, oh, that, yeah. you know, they were, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were, yeah that that explains a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, how about you? What you been up to? Um, I've been clubbing. What? Seals? Yeah. <laughs> <What? laughs> the first well, club. Then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first club uh, I want to talk about is the Aquarius Golf Club. 
I was <laughs> okay. Right. I was in, invited to a joint birthday party up at the Aquarius Golf Club. I don't know if you know the Aquarius Golf Club. It's up yeah. between Honor Oak and Peckham and Nunhead in the middle there, and um, it's called Aquarius because it's actually built on top of a massive Edwardian reservoir. <gasps> which is still in use to this day. Mm. So it's a very unusual shape. Mm. <laughs> it's like a dome. Your ball keeps rolling off or hitting one of the vents. Um, but it's an absolutely amazing um, venue. Uh, the club itself is gorgeous, all wood panelled mm. inside and some tremendous views across London. Uh, it's seven, let me, let me just get this right, 75 quid a year for social membership. Wow. So, you know, you don't, He's, you're not going to play golf, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that includes 20% off at the bar. Oh. So I thought it might be worth considering for a takeover, you know, install a jukebox, mm, get yeah. rid of all the stiffs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the story about it was that it was where Henry Cotton uh, applied his trade, or learnt his trade. He mm. was a three-time winner of the British Open, Henry Cotton. And um, he was also a pupil of Alain's school in Dulwich. And uh, one day, a young Henry was ordered by the school prefects to carry the cricket team's equipment back to school. And he told them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so upset was he at being asked to do this, he wrote a letter to the schoolmaster complaining about their behaviour. Yeah. And consequently, he was banned from the school cricket team. <laughs> So cricket's loss was golf's gain. He, mm. he went on to practice at Aquarius and won the Open three times. Uh, that's my first club. And the second club, I've actually joined this one, or at least I was enrolled. Uh, it was my birthday recently and I was uh, in Herne Hill to pick up my medication. And, <laughs> and I thought, you know what, I could, it's my birthday, I can do anything I like. What do I want to do? I'll go for a pint. I went for a pint, I finished my pint, it was lovely. I thought, might have another pint or another pint. Then I got a call from the missus saying, uh, where are you? We need to go and pick up your birthday present. So, oh, okay. Mm. So got my coat on, back to the house, went through the front door. Don't take your coat off. You need to go out around the corner to pick it up. Okay. We headed out down the road towards Carnegie Library up by me, which has recently had a gymnasium installed in the cellar. So, yeah, for a moment, for a moment, I feared the worst. Uh, but um, we veered off left and ended up at Temple Bowling Club, oh. where a, a, a sort of oasis in uh, Herne Hill, where you can play bowls, patonk, snooker, and ping pong, mm. where I've been enrolled for my birthday. Yeah. I'm now a member, uh, and um, my research tells me. The social membership there is only £48 a year. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the beer's shit. <laughs> <laughs> but lots of it. <laughs> so that's going to be my work there. Uh, and uh, indeed, Ben, who's a co-owner here at the show, because he's a member there. So uh -huh. together we're going to insist on that they get some good beer in. Uh, yeah, that's my uh, clubbing tale. Yeah. Um, you went to Peckham? Uh, not exactly, no. I went on a Peckham Town seaside away day, That's middle okay. of summer. It's got to be gorgeous, hasn't it? Brighton and Worthing, um, pissed down all day. <laughs> Absolute classic uh, English seaside trip. Uh, yeah, fish and chips in the rain on the pier. Um, lovely micropub in Worthing, anchored in Worthing, anchored that is. In Worthing. Um, Something like you. <laughs> uh, went to, uh, yeah, saw an eight 
goal thriller at um, Worthing United. Uh, Peckham had 11 players and 8 fans. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And so when uh, when a player got injured, a coach had to come on and... (laughs) Uh, substitute. Oh, <laughs> um, lucky it wasn't you, mate. You have your boots with you. <laughs> That's why I never bring my boots. Yeah, yeah. Wise. Yeah. Uh, and then back through Brighton to the Evening Star. You went to. You mentioned that last one. A couple of it? goes ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Prince Albert. Prince Albert was uh, uh, was very nice. It's in it's in Pompey Dunk's top ten pubs in the world. Mm. Surprises me. Uh, but you, you've been to the South Coast as well. I also have been to some pubs, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's the nature of the podcast, isn't it? Uh, I've got a hat-trick of South Coast bangers. These are pubs that are so good. Um, they're not just pubs that you would go to if you're in the area. Right. They're pubs that you go to the area so you can go to the pub. Right. Um, and I've been to the Jolly Fisherman in Hastings, Hastings' first micro-pub. A tiny but perfectly formed one-roomed banger on the seafront. Uh, the Red Lion at Snargate near Appledore, which I think we've mentioned before, it's been in the same family for a hundred years, and inside is unchanged since the 40s. Wow. And outside you sit and look at the distant hills. You know, a, a tractor makes its way across a cornfield, a, a peewit sits in the hedgerow <laughs> a crow sits on the telephone line let's get back to london stands still <laughs> and then you're going to get a bag of peanuts yeah absolutely <laughs> fucking brilliant um and finally the eat castle inn in rye oh. uh which i i understand is known locally as the wipers yes that's <laughs> right great. that's uh, a lovely pub uh, it's a worldie mm, it's a worldie, it's a worldie so yeah. the publican jeff bell has been very complimentary about what we're trying to do here so it's lovely to be able to return the compliment tenfold because he has created a masterpiece there mm. it's a gorgeous 17th century weatherboarded building the garden is part of the old castle ramparts so you're sitting actually on the ramparts mm. looking out over romney marshes brilliantly chosen beers all kept magnificently i had a pint of red willows reckless which changed my life That's again <laughs> and um Sets pub bangers for you are probably a good segue into the news. The news. 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 The news. We start um, as usual with pub and beer news. <laughs> the news, you say? What is this news? Um, it's basically all just more pubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, a couple of openings and closings. Uh, Rock Leopard, the uh, craft brewers in uh, South London, uh, have uh, submitted planning application for a pub in Thamesmead. Um, the Duke of Greenwich is opened in where, where the Vanbrugh Tavern was. Uh, looks to have a good craft lineup. That's good. Uh, yes, in sadder news, Anchor Brewing is to close. You may all know for uh, San Francisco uh, brewery. After 172 years, the original craft beer brewer. Oh, I love their steam. <laughs> yeah, uh, the steam, steam, you know, and then, and then more recently their yeah. West Coast uh, yeah. beer is amazing. But um, Bearing Hall Hotel, which uh, Antic were trying to turn into flats at one point, has now found a publican, so that's a little uh, beacon of good news. And we, is it good news or is it bad news? Who knows? But the uh, eighth wonder of the world, the... Forest Hill Spoons 
<laughs> the, the capital, ha, is now under offer. Uh, but I don't know if it's under offer from another pubco or someone who wants to turn it into something else. Like a cinema. God, heaven forbid it's turned back into a cinema. I've got enough of those, really. Um, yeah, uh, so there's the openings and closings. Uh, before we, before the uh, other uh, items, I just wanted to go back to something we mentioned last time, St. Monday. Yeah. St. Monday, in L- London, London Fields Brewery is renaming itself St. Monday, which we reported last time. Um, but the name, I didn't really understand until... Uh, Someone sent me a note about it. It's so named, St. Monday is so named after the UK tradition of absenteeism on Mondays. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not I don't all traditions are bad. I don't normally like name changes, but this is a cracker. Get behind that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, before workers were officially allowed leisure time on Saturdays, many would just not show up on Mondays. Uh, payday was on Saturdays. There was often enough money and food left over from the weekend, so the workers just thought, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have another hour in bed, and then I'm going to go to the pub. Yeah. It's a bit like your life. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw a story in the New York Times uh, about Britain's only uh, Trappist uh, brewer in uh, near, near Leicester. Um, uh, apparently, the, the monks come and, and bless the beer, uh, and um, uh, uh, one of the brewers said basically, if it's a day when the beer hasn't been blessed, you can guarantee there'll be a right fuck up. I'm, par- I'm, par- I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing there. <laughs> uh, we saw that um, Carlsberg, the probably n- not the best beer in the world, uh, they're they're going down to three point four percent. To is that a sort of tax thing or? You know? Yeah, there's going to be a new sort of beer bracket less than three point five because uh, above that tax is going up by ten percent for right. brewers. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make much difference to Carlsberg because it's shit anyway. Yes. Um, but but that, yeah. if it starts happening to beers around that level, like, Hop if it happens to Hophead, I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to kick off and I'm going to be <laughs> testing the protest laws of this country. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there will be a, a new sort of beer class, I think, under 3.5. Let's just hope Hophead isn't one of them. Mm. Um, and finally, in pub and beer news, the... Antelope in Surbiton, which is a great pub, great beers, uh, posted a review they got on Google, which was uh, a one-star review. Uh, And it read, looked okay from the outside. Too many local unknown beers to choose from once inside. (laughs) No Stella, Cronenberg, (laughs) or any popular global beer. We stayed for one pint and left to a proper pub that does well-known beers. Bit of a hippie, trendy crowd too, which wasn't impressive. Also, barman far too enthusiastic and excited about selection of beers. This is the Antelope in Surbiton. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're going to get a one-star review, that's the sort of one-star review you want, I think. Uh, I think that was Yes Tom who did that. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Is it? Okay. Oh. Yeah, they've got into. I, I just, I just saw today. Yeah, I think they've just. Um, yeah, the, the guy's dad has bought it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. This is just rumours on the internet. So big smoke pub may be saved from administration by someone that's related to them. Yeah. But still, yeah. Like, if they're being saved, because we had one of those the other day in the fridge, it was nice. Yeah. For Christmas, I think. Electric bar. No numbers, though. No numbers. No numbers. Point of numbers, please. And a lemonade top. <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm doing that voice. <laughs> On to crisp news. Yes. Yeah. Here we Should go. We do some tastings. Yes. Do some oh. tastings. Yeah. First of all, we've got some t- uh, crisps from Moose, which he um, wanted me to tell everyone cost him six pounds. <laughs> what? No, he didn't want me. He didn't. He said, "You're not going to believe how much these cost." And I said, "Well, how much did they cost?" He said, "I'm not going to tell you." But I heard him whispering to someone later in the evening, six pounds for crisps." <laughs> <laughs> However, they are caviar-flavored crisps. Oh, oh, they are very good. Yeah, yeah. Pass them to Ned. Pass them to King of Slabs. <laughs> we are uh, very lucky here today to have uh, royalty among us. We have Nedley James, the King of Slabs. Wow. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Oh, I can't open the fucking things either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have a technical, the first technical problem. Oh, no, look, it says... Oh. oh. <laughs> I should have read this. Right. <laughs> we all should have done. Way too much. There we go. But the smell. Oh, as soon as you open these, right? yeah. I've had these. These these are fucking good. All right. Yeah, okay. You know, all right. Um, so I don't think Vinny's going to agree with you because he doesn't know anything from the sea. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They stink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not just fish, okay, they're yeah. eggs of fish. Mm. Right, that's okay. They are Pass those round. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a show of hands at the end of the season. Yeah. Mm. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very fishy, yeah. Very caviar y. There's definitely fish eggs. <laughs> the raider says no. Do you know what I mean? I thought it was going to be Vinnie. Look at that. You're munching them down. <laughs> wow. mm. Okay, thank, thanks to Moose for, I think, <laughs> for those. <laughs> and now we've got a couple of crisps that Ned James, mm. uh, one of our uh, foremost crisp correspondents, has brought along. Um, these are not two framers, as I've written down here. They're two farmers' crisps from ha- Herefordshire. And these are the ones that uh, Guy Haslam was going on about last time. Yeah. The wi- uh, woodland mushroom and wild garlic. We'll start with those. Uh, I've actually. That's the, those are the sausage ones, which are the ones I. Uh, I can't wait to see your little face. <laughs> <laughs> Berry garlicky on the nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Possibly over garlicked on the nose. There you are, there you are darling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They are amazing. I went onto the Two Farmers website mm. to read all the reviews, and, and which of which there are plenty, but mm. these the woodland, mm. woodland mushroom and garlic ones have more positive reviews put together really than all their these, other flavours. Mm. <laughs> They're really good. They're really good. Yeah, they are. You got another packet then that's mm. around. Now, I would like you to refresh your palate. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Okay, fish crisps. That's why you're the king. 
you know, fish crisps, you've had garlic crisps. Mm. And I, because seriously, I think these are, you know, you, you, you see crisp, what it says in the packet doesn't taste anything like it. Mm. Yeah. And there's been a drought of sausage crisps for, I don't know, since we were, what, 12? Yeah. Mm. Right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> these things are off the chart. Okay, here we go. These are two farmers, Herefordshire Sausage and Mustard. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Get ready. Go for two. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Smell like sausage. Mm. <laughs> that is very, very good indeed. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Am I right or am I wrong that those are... Mm. Yeah, the real thing. There was review. That's another those, level. Review those on the website. They said I, I tasted them in a pub and I had to buy two boxes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> did you? Did you get a box as well? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, so I so, 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 went to the website. They're on Amazon and bits and pieces, but to get because I wanted to bring you some and have some, you know, um, for home. So um, I had to buy. I think it was twenty-three quid. So they've got the cheese and onion and the you know the rest of them they're just used. There's a, there's a beef one. Yeah, full shot. Full shot. <sighs> full like shot. Bloody Mary. I didn't, <laughs> no, it's true. Get, get any, <laughs> couldn't get any any real beef out of them. No. But the yeah the mushroom and the and the sausage are next level. Mm. Moving on. Um, one of our regular contributors, Jez, Jessington Bear, is, um, tells us to look out for three flavours currently available from branches of Tian Tian Market around London. Uh, sorry, you're not going to find that uh, shop in Arslington on the Wayne, but if you look around <laughs> London you'll find them. And he tells us to look out for grilled pork belly flavour. Mm. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, spicy mantis shrimp, uh, which sounds a little bit like a chili prawn cocktail flavour. And uh, perhaps most intriguingly of all, octopus ball flavour. <laughs> <laughs> which I think to me begs the question, how many balls does an octopus have? Yeah, I mean, we're all thinking it, surely. Um, we know they have eight arms, right? Yeah. Uh, and they have three hearts. But how many balls? <laughs> uh, so I asked Google, and uh, the answer was they have nothing akin to the mammalian testicle. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, so be, the... beware these octopus balls. I was going to say because they're <laughs> fraudulent. <laughs> it's probably the, octopus you know, ball flavour. They they make balls of octopus <laughs> flesh, don't they? In uh, in in some uh, Asian countries, I believe. They have nothing akin to the mammalian <laughs> testicle. <laughs> not sure you're listening to me properly. Uh, a man goes to the cinema and uh, he's amazed to find in the seat next to him uh, is an octopus. Uh, and eventually curiosity gets the most of him and he leans over and he says, I'm terribly sorry, but why are you here? And the octopus says, well, I like the book. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> Very good. Um, did you see um, there was a bit of a Twitter swoon over uh, um, Brad Pitt eating crisps at Wimbledon? Um, yeah, was, yeah, lots of people falling in love with him all over again. So if you want to look like Brad Pitt, the lesson is clear. Eat more crisps. Yeah, yeah good advice. Drug news? Yes, please. <laughs> 
Uh, well, we had Cocaine Bear a little while ago, didn't we? The movie Cocaine Bear. Now yeah. there are cocaine sharks. Bring them on. Yeah, um, they've been feasting on bags of drugs dumped off of Florida. And they're sending them insane. Um, <laughs> ham hammerhead sharks, I mean, they're quite shy of, of humans, but now they race towards them. Now the chatty buggers. Yeah. <laughs> Long, loud conversations about how their life might make a good movie if anyone took them seriously. <laughs> yeah, and also observed was a sandbar shark kind of swimming in circles. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, apparently focused on like an imaginary object. I think they've had more than cocaine. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, acid. Doubled maybe. with mushrooms, yeah. yeah. Um, remember the ho horses? We had horses on cocaine as well, didn't we? Uh, in some sort of racing <laughs> scandal. And um, you, you, you pointed out that you would never... If you're going to share your cocaine with a horse... <laughs> Make sure you go first. Because uh, messy buggers. I can imagine the sharks a bit of the same. Isn't it? Have your line first and then hand it to the shark. Um, yeah, uh, also, did you see that uh, some geezer is introducing the enhanced Olympic Games? What, do any drugs you like? Any drugs you like. I'm, I'm up for that. You've been, yeah. always been up for that. Yeah. Yeah, give them what they want has always been your mantra, isn't it? <laughs> the, yeah, the Drugs Olympics are here. This is Aaron D'Souza's idea for an Olympics where anyone can take whatever they like to enhance their performance. Uh, maybe ketamine for the horses in dressage, because they're, <laughs> they're used to it anyway. <laughs> um, magic mushrooms for the artistic gymnastics. Aspirin for the boxing. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a load of marathon runners all running around having a chat about how their life might be a good movie for any <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have any other news that's not pub news Chris news or drug news <laughs> um, I've got some uh, things that make me cross uh oh yeah. it's just a different podcast isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's an endless one <laughs> Uh, Rishi Sunak's cap on low-value degrees. Mm. Mm. <laughs> These are the degrees that do not lead to high pay or running a business. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Despite the fact that many with arts degrees go on to be self-employed and happy and combine their endeavours with other jobs, Rishi wants to cancel them. Listen, Rishi, if you want to study maths and start a hedge fund, you do you. We don't want a world full of hedge fund wankers. If I want to do a degree in film and philosophy and then sign on for 10 years, I've <laughs> <laughs> got fuck all to do with you. Um, one reason given is that he doesn't want humanities students to be saddled with huge debts. Oh, well, he's all hard. the answer to that is easy. <laughs> don't saddle them with huge debts. <laughs> Cut the student loans, not the degrees, you philistine weasel. Um... I assume he's got a PPE degree, as he, you know, which is philosophy, isn't it? The first part of, of PPE is philosophy, yeah. Yeah. politics. Oh, but, God knows what he's so doing. he's probably going to cut that, so he's just going to have a PE degree. <laughs> <laughs> he wants everyone to do maths, which is terrifying, isn't it? Um, and then uh, the government has also requested... Uh, fuck me, they don't have to make it easy to stick the boot in this mob, really. <laughs> They've also requested that South Cambridgeshire Council stop its four-day-a-week. They do, they do a four-day yeah. week for mm. their employees. This is despite increased productivity, happier employees, 
and super satisfied locals. Their reason is it doesn't look good. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I, I, I thought the Tories were against the nanny state, but now they're telling us what degrees we can do, how many days we can work. Have we got our uh, response formulated to it? Wankers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see who was it who sent us uh, about World Coin? I think Cyclodunk maybe. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a new crypto coin, uh, an eyeball scanning crypto coin. Uh, this this company are, get, are planning to, um, I think, deposit uh, crypto coin in your eye or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but a curious part of that, the article about it, which was on on, on the Beeb, was um, this could pave the way for AI-funded universal basic income. It does say it's not clear how, um, but to be fair, I don't care how. I just want the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't. We can't care about the how. We just want the money, and we yeah. don't want the jobs either. No. Um, so in America, they're getting behind loud quitting. You know, they've had the quiet quitting. Now they're into loud quitting, active disengagement, outbursts, slagging off the company on social media, being resentful. Why not let them know they are shits? <laughs> Quite, absolutely. Um, and then, uh, just to continue my litany of uh, <laughs> awful people doing awful things, two councils, council district councils, the council of Rother, uh, in which the, the uh, Rye Eep Castle is in, and well in Hatfield, have now made it an offence to have a nap in public. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> so imagine you've been you've been down the wipers, you've had a couple of pints, you go to the park, you lie back, you're just looking at the birds and the clouds, and you're just starting to go. Uh, some do-good with a stick's going to come round and prod you awake. Yeah, and lock you up in prison. <laughs> it's against everything we stand for, or mm. you know, in this case, lie down for. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't sleep in a public place. It's a crime. It will be a crime in Rother and Welling. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Better news, um, on Instagram, Death by Toys have a very good account where they make sort of bespoke action figures, and they have a uh, falling asleep action figure. The <laughs> <laughs> um, falling asleep man, he falls asleep on a pile of unfolded laundry like a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> does, it, does it look like you guys, <laughs> We've got that, we've got some IP in that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't, don't they are not available for sale in Rother or Wellinghead. <laughs> um, and I noticed in Spain there's a proposal from the Labour Minister for a universal inheritance, like to give 18-year-olds 20,000 euros, maybe not to do exactly whatever they want to with, because we know what would happen there, <laughs> uh, but, you know, maybe start a business or, 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 you know, do training or something, but, you know, not everybody... Not everybody inherits, and, mm. and they certainly don't often inherit at 18. So it's a great idea because 18 year olds are going to have some fucking mad ideas <laughs> yeah. for what to do with uh, 20,000 euros. Yeah. Uh, cocaine and crisps for me. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, okay, uh, is it time for uh, Desert Island Crisps? Yes. Desert Island Crisps. Yeah. Desert James. Yeah. Uh, just to, Welcome to the stage. Because it's a new item, uh, we'll just run through what Desert Island Crisps is. 
Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, you're, uh, you have to imagine you're being sent to a desert island, a bit like another show, I can't remember the name of it, <laughs> uh, um, where you're only allowed to take with you three packets of crisps, uh, old or new, plus your luxuries are one pub and one pint. So, James, come on over, man. Okay, you can shuffle up. You can shuffle up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In you go. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for being here, James. You you look like you've just come back from witness protection in sort of Spain. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Ray Liotta of South East London. It's the (laughs) nicest thing anyone's ever said. (laughs) I think the nicest thing. I I always think you two boys are like with Withnor and I. What would happen? sort of 20 years after the film. <laughs> a few boys, yeah. I'm not going to make you guess which one's which, but... Uh, with all. <laughs> Marwood. Okay. Well, like Marwood. yeah. Marwood's yeah. my favourite. Yeah. yeah. Withnall's a nutter. <laughs> anyway, nice that's the second here. nicest thing anyone's said. Yeah. Nice to be here. Um, so, uh, James, yeah, your, um, should we start with your crisp choices? And yes. How you arrived at them, perhaps? Well, um, I actually uh, arrived here. I then forgot the crisps, so I went back home again. <laughs> came back again because uh, my sister does her own chips. So oh I've right. got wow. to actually, especially if we've got crisp royalty in the room here. Mm. So pass these round. These are boundless. These are activated snacking, which helps your gut, which means you can have a proper few you mean pints of real ale. The crisps are actually good for you. Yeah, they're good for you, apparently. <laughs> Activated uh, chips, so they're good for your gut. So you can have an extra couple of pints at uh, a real ale festival. Anyway, pass them around. Yeah, uh, yeah. see what you think. And, um, see if we can open these ones. Uh, <laughs> easier to open, aren't they? I have to say, uh, this. Uh, I'll be interested to see what the whippet thinks of it all. Anyway, the, uh, <laughs> loved a few. What was the crisps? The whippet really went for. What's the whippet's name? Uh, Rudy. 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 There was yeah, one particular crisp. Garlic they, and mushroom one. Yes. Yeah. There was one not, really. Not the one. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, those crisps were amazing. I'm going to actually amend my. Uh, there was the so- mm. What was it? Sausage and mustard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And who's that by? Two farms. Farms. Right. right. Well, that's the so first that's one on the Desert Island. Des- uh, I, I've oh, never right. had that before. That's amazing. They are amazing, aren't they? Oh, the King of Slabs strikes again. Re-elected. Oh, no, he's not elected. He's a divine force. <laughs> uh, where are these from? Where can we get They're these? from Herefordshire right. by two farmers. You can buy them on gonna, Amazon. I've got a feeling there's yeah. going to be a run on them. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're you can amazing. Buy them Amazon, but they, have a sh- they have an online <laughs> shop. And I had to greedily buy a whole box. <laughs> had to get yeah. all the flavours, but um, yeah. they do them in big bags. They do them in tins. It's, it's twenty-three quid for twenty-four bags or something. Fantastic. So. And Herefordshire as well. You can get a good yeah, they're from Western cider at the same time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's um, is that is that crisp choice one well, or I, two? I've got to or, say or, that's or, crisp choice one. One's fantastic. Okay. Uh, yeah. My second choice has got to be. Um, you don't see it around that much. Who remembers Brannigan's oh, yeah. ham and mustard? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're extinct. Oh. Are they extinct? Yeah, yeah, they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone from the. Uh, Bring them back. Yeah, you're still allowed them, James. Is it like Big Smoke? Have they got some relative that can bail them out? <laughs> but they had a big mustard hit, didn't they? That everybody yeah. misses. And yeah. we, if you have them on their own, it's. I mean, I still like them, but they're best with their couple of sort of Christmas type beers. Yeah. Mm. Oh right, okay. Pop, 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 it's a pop, pub crisp rather yeah, yeah. than a. 
It's like a it's like a weighty wine, you know, one of those weighty Italian wines you wouldn't have just uh, on a, mm, without yeah. food. Mm, these are very um, very vinegary. These uh, <laughs> boundless sea salt. Yeah. What's the dog thing? That's what we want to know. I like them. Seek them up. <laughs> Just oh, sick them up. Okay. Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James. Oh, well, to be fair, right. dogs aren't the target market. No, no, no. I love it. Um, <laughs> To I can't believe I went back home okay. to get them. <laughs> I like them if that's any <laughs> consolation. Okay, next um, next packet. Well, I actually watched last night. Uh, I had a couple of beers and I watched a documentary about crisps. Mm. Currently on, has anyone seen that? It's really good, that isn't it? Yeah. I got a text from the King of Slabs saying, "Currently watching Secret Life of Crisps. I suggest you don't." Yes. Yeah. Yes, it, it, was. Was, it was quite terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, it was all about the, the, the history of the Smiths, and the, but it was so. Oh, how can I put it? It was like it was so, the battle of the corporate giants. It was horrible. Yeah. It took all, all, all the all the love of crisps away. It just made mm. it was, they were absolutely had to. Mm. Stab each other. It was McDonald's versus Coca-Cola or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. it was something really quite full on about mm. the poor. Yeah, because I didn't know. Chris yeah, we should love each other. Yeah, I want to be. Yeah, yeah you know. I didn't know. Yeah, because all these ones I used to buy uh, certain Chris. I thought they were the underdogs. You know, Wotsits mm. or mm. or uh, uh, Scampy Lemon Fries. But it turns out they're all owned by the same people anyway. It's, mm. um, it's that beer, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so got to go for Scampy and Lemon. Uh, yeah. Smiths, yeah. not Walkers. Smiths, the original Smiths. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Crisps. Good for cats as well. Good for cats. Yeah, well, there we go. Yeah. Like they're a classic. Yeah, yeah um, so <laughs> They're different to Scampy Fries, the in the tiny one pound mm. bag that we do here, are they? But they're, they're similar uh, flavouring, but very lemony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scampy, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going for the little, the little pocket, the square pockets. Yeah, that sort yeah. of coated. Oh, okay. Are they called fries? Are they yeah, I think they've got scampi fries. Scampi fries. Scampi fries. Yeah. Scampi fries. Scampi yeah. fries. Scampi yeah. fries. Scampi fries. Scampi no. bites. Scampi bites. Not the ones no, we do here. Hmm. This is going to be. I don't a lot think you've done enough research. We'll get you some. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay, so three packets of crisps to take you with your island. Um, what about? And also, I'd like. Uh, I forgot one more left. No, no. no. You can you tell us the ones you've left behind. All right, the one I left behind. The fallen soldiers at the moment. There we go. Yeah. Ted Lasso. Oh, no, no, that was just saying, just, that's the, those are the ones you were talking about. Yes, 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 exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ted Lasso endorsed Scampy Fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other ones I quite like at the minute, and this is, uh, it's not a pub snack really, but I really like those Walker's Sensations, Poppadoms, Thai chili ones. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. has anyone had that? Just annoying yeah, they yeah, come yeah. in uh, sharing packs because I don't really yeah. want to share. Well, I, I found out the reason they move walkers move from 35 um, grams to a 50 gram share bag was so you could share them in the pub. No. That was the reasoning. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, for most people apart from you. Um, okay, and uh, which pub would you have on your island? Well, can I answer this in two parts? Of course. Uh, I would have my parents' pub, which is called the Anchor Inn. It's near the Seven Bridge, which uh, is a pub obviously dear to my heart because that's where I grew up. Uh, but that kind of feels like I'm cheating. So locally, I would have Skians. Oh, yeah. Uh, Recently voted Time Out Best yeah, Pub in London. Which I think is a terrible thing to happen because <laughs> we're going to get 
people <laughs> that don't normally visit. The reason I like skiing so much, it feels like a proper pub. It's a melting pot, mm -hmm. isn't it? You, yeah. It's a pub that I can go in on my own and start speaking to people, yeah. uh, take my brother-in-law, we go and play pool. Um, the students, old people, drinkers, all sorts of people. It's great. I love it. Mm. Okay, we'll give you that. We'll give you skiers, and then if you go through a little hole in the bar, you've got your parents' pub on the other side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, sorry, Thai Garden. <laughs> <laughs> so the Thai Garden has to go, yeah, yeah. and my parents' pub will be in the Thai Garden. <laughs> so there we are. Yeah. We'll pick and that. finally, uh, to go with your crisps and your pub. Well, a pint. A pint. Now uh, it's tough. Give me that. Well, it's tough. I, 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 I've, I've actually uh, produced my own beer this year, so I've got Lazy IPA. There are two cans <laughs> left downstairs. The last two cans in existence, and I'm going to do a deal. If if anyone buys that can, they get a free book. So oh, a good offer. hello. There we go. It's a very good offer. So, uh, uh, but if I could drink any beer, I have to say my favourite uh, beer at the minute is Gypsy Hill Hepcat. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's <laughs> just, it's a good it's a beer, isn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 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 it's got that, that little mandarin hip mm -hmm. for the summertime, but it's also a winter. Oh, uh, I took my uni mates, we go out for a drink once a month, and uh, we always drink the same sort of thing, and I changed them up to this mm -hmm. off Beaver Town mm. neck oil to this, and they were, ooh, don't know. <laughs> anyway, five pints a day, we quite like this. <laughs> but it is a gorgeous pint, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, cracking. Great choices. Mm. Thank you very much, James Dowswell. Okay. Books, 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 letters, letters, letters. Words. Words. words, reading, reading. reading. sentences, paragraphs, words again, corners, corners. It's, it's book it's corner. corner. Okay, we're going to have a book corner to start with. Just to, just before uh, Vinny talks about uh, Walter Mitty and Shoji Marimoto. Mm -hmm. Uh, just to let you know that David from the Word Bookshop round the corner is here and he's got books for sale from David Jusaderson, Desi Pubs. Could you hold one up for me? You can find one. And uh, Recommended, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, James Dowswell's book, Pub Manifesto, is available. He's downstairs. And David's got a copy of our first book, which is also our second book. <laughs> and, uh, for sale, and, and behind the bar you can buy our second book which is also our first book uh, and if that's confusing you imagine how our publisher felt um, okay yeah um, actually about our second book that was our first book uh, Shirk, Rest and Play um, I, uh, I popped one into uh, the, the door of a neighbour recently, a teenager who had caught me smoking weed in the children's playground. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he, I thought he might enjoy it, and um, and then I saw his mum recently, and she she said, "Oh, he really is really enjoying it." And but I said to him, "You know, have you finished it?" And he said, "No, I haven't finished it." And um, she said, "Well, how are you going to thank him if you haven't even finished it?" And and he said, uh, "Well, that's the entire point, mum." <laughs> Way, yeah, yeah. So they're way ahead of us. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so we, we were talking about books last time, weren't we? And, and one that, that I read recently uh, was The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Lots of people know it from the film, um, but it's actually a short story. Perfect for us, 11 pages long. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> as, ten, as all books should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, I really enjoyed it. It's quite funny and sweet. And um, it's kind of misrepresented in film a little. Uh, in the short story, it's more about the joy of daydreaming than it is fantasising as such. Uh, he gets caught having a good sit-down at some point, and he says, Has it ever occurred to you that I might be thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a spoiler alert. But <laughs> um, uh, also this month, um, Shoji Marimoto has uh, brought out a book. Now, we've mentioned him before as the rental person who does nothing. You can just hire him to do nothing. Um, he didn't write it, obviously. Uh, <laughs> 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 he's got a lot going for him, really. Um, uh, someone just asks him questions about what he, he gets hired for, and he gets hired for, like, um, there's a writer who can't finish a project unless someone's watching him. So <laughs> he gets hired to sit there, and uh, another one who runs uh, a marathon, and he, he like he, he runs faster if he knows someone's waiting for him <laughs> at the finish line. <laughs> so yeah, he's described as a kind of modern Bartleby, uh, an inadvertent dissident, someone who's come to see his practice as being about enjoying the absurdity of swimming against the tide of efficiency. So yeah, recommended in our book corner. Well played, Shoji. Mm. Um, on to readers' letters. I've only got one. I think we've only got one this time around. And this one was a spillover from the last episode where we didn't quite have time to fit it in. Therefore, I've completely forgotten who sent it in. Textbook. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it would really matter. Um, so thank you, whoever sent this in. Um, it's about the pursuit of happiness, or, or perhaps a recipe for happiness. Happiness. Um, Whoever sent it in said, uh, people are prone to, to making lists of things that they want to do in the future that will make them happy. Like a bucket list sort of thing, you know, visit America, learn an instrument, learn a language, do a course, write a book, whatever. But in fact, these bucket list thoughts can actually have the opposite effect. They can make you feel like you're running out of time mm. and create a low level stress about ever getting these things done. Things that you've only considered in the first place because they might make you happy. Mm. Much better, said whoever sent this in, uh, to do things that make you happy in the moment, right now, mm -hmm. such as, I will go to the pub, <laughs> I will have another pint, I will stay in bed for another hour. These are, all, these are all things that are achievable on the day and can make you happy immediately. Mm. Uh, don't wait for the big parcels that might never come. Send yourself little packets of happiness every day. I thought that's a very interesting. Wise idea. words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank you, whoever that was. Uh, one of my favourite letters. I mean, yeah. uh, unforgettable. <laughs> You're a bomb dosser. We've got a few outstanding candidates this, oh, this month. It's going to be tough. It is. Yeah. Uh, one was the Italian teacher. Um, 
who was sacked uh, after being absent for 20 years. <laughs> uh, she's furious. She's absolutely furious. Um, Ginzia Paulina de Leo says she will defend herself and tell her side of the story, uh, but she did tell a reporter, sorry, right now I'm at the beach. <laughs> Absolute hero. Um, I've got uh, Herbert Polschuber, who was nominated by... Ned James, King of Slabs. He's not just about crisps. He's an all-rounder. He's a man of great depth. Um, <laughs> Herbert Polschuber. The, the 1965 Pentathlon World Championships featured Austria's Herbert Polschuber, who somewhat underperformed in the shooting round. He drank ten beers and a bottle of cognac at lunch, <laughs> shot all his bullets into the ground and passed out. <laughs> That's a gold medal from us. Yeah. Or maybe bronze. Go for, go for bronze. Go for bronze. Um, I'd also like to nominate Geoffrey Chaucer. The author? The author, yeah. Um, recently, uh, experts discovered the, the only surviving example of his handwriting. And uh, it was him asking for time off. <laughs> <laughs> from King Richard II. So it's quite ballsy, probably. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's a candidate. And um, lastly, Phil Tufnell, the um, the uh, oh, yeah. former England spinner. Uh, cricketers are quite superstitious creatures, and and when they're waiting to bat, they like to stay in one place. And he was asked where he used to wait um, on, uh, on on Test match special recently, and he was saying he he liked to have a lie down. <laughs> uh, he, so he would sit in the uh, the, the the physios. And he said, you know, they're always nice people, they're always nice, calm company. Uh, I didn't know it was average, so he was just rubbish. <laughs> um, but he was, uh, his nickname was The Cat, because he was often found curled up sleeping in the dressing room. <laughs> so, another worthy candidate. <laughs> Should we do it on a show of hands? Yeah. Italian teacher? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good pop there. Popular, popular, yeah, yeah. Her Herbert Polschuber. Yeah. Geoffrey yeah. <laughs> Chaucer, author. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah nice. And Tuffers. Oh, the cricket fans are in. I think <laughs> it's Chesia. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chinzia, yeah. Chinzia. Yeah. Unforgettable. Congratulations. <laughs> You're a bomb dosser. And finally. It's the fucking scene! It's the scene! It's the fucking oh, social media so scene! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get to tell other people's funnies. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it. Okay, well, first one, um, this is from Barry Helverson. He said, My son was wearing a Vote Conservative t shirt and a back, I Back Boris baseball cap. Oh, He's been spat at, abused, Slap round the head and told he's a brainless twat. God knows what's going to happen to him once he gets out of the house. <laughs> uh, this was one I saw on Reddit. A local man paralysed after eating 413 chicken nuggets. Uh, to which someone has replied, so the limit is 412? <laughs> Always learning. Always learning. Uh, and this is uh, one on you know how tough it is being a parent. Um, my son asked me, "Where does poo come from, Daddy?" 
I was a little uncomfortable when I gave him an honest explanation. He looked a little perplexed and stared at me in stunned silence for a few seconds and asked, and Tigger? <laughs> Ooh, it made me lightheaded that one. Uh, I enjoyed a correction to a guard- Guardian story last week, a story about how physics uh, can not, in fact, explain everything. Uh, the correction read This article was corrected on the 24th of July. The number of atoms in the sun is 10 to the power of 57, not 1057, as previously stated. <laughs> I don't know about physics, but I wouldn't rely on The Guardian to explain everything, or indeed anything. Um, And also, uh, I wonder if anyone at work has ever played Email Chicken. This was um, another work-related classic from Fesshole on Twitter, uh, in which people anonymously confess their past actions. Uh, In my first job, wrote the uh, protagonist, I was so bored, me and the other intern got into a game of Email Chicken. You send an email to the CEO with the subject, you're a fucking cunt. (laughs) Wait 10 seconds and then recall it in Outlook. (laughs) We We gradually upped the time we waited until one day the other guy got sacked. Uh, I've got one from Borna Totter. You, you, you've met him, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Met him at Peckham Town, actually. Yeah. Um, he said, there's a lot of nonsense spouted about sporting dedication, but this will always beat the lot. On the morning of the 1982 All-Ireland Final, a journalist asked Offaly manager Eugene McGee how badly Offaly wanted to win. He replied, there's men in that dressing room who haven't had a pint since last Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, from from me at least, uh, from Eileen Mary O'Connell, she she was talking about the time. She was thinking about the time when she said she was distantly related to Marie Curie, uh, and the guy explained to her. I think you'll find it's pronounced Mariah Carey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, uh, yeah, from me, finally. uh, A day's too long, uh, thought Glenn Proctor on Twitter. I find the day's too long to seize. So I say seize the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Or as I call it, Carpe PM. That's probably all we've got time for this time around, but I'll leave you with this final one from Stuart Fiddle on Twitter. Every single day there is something to do, and I am sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for Great coming along, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do another one. <laughs>